tweet at TodaySOR. Another very sad text. My father and I lived our lives subject to devastating bullying by my mother. It ruined both our lives. We lived in fear and utter misery every day. He is deceased now and I'm in my late 50s. Despite intense counselling over many decades, I have not been able to recover from it. She got away with it. Everybody thought she was wonderful. Uh, Another one, uh, Sean, I love GAA and I really miss it. But as John Horan said, these are amateur players who live with parents, grandparents and other vulnerable people. And it's unfair to even suggest they get back to playing, says Margaret. And then another one, uh, Caroline Heffernan on Twitter says, how lovely to hear someone in Dublin just now. Uh, I know it's Daniel O'Donnell's lockdown song. I may have been singing along in Malahide Castle. So Daniel did his leaving the year I did my intercert. Now, a notes from an apocalypse, a personal journey to the end of the world and back is a new book written before any of the current corona crisis hit, but it is now eerily fitting for the times we find ourselves in. I'm joined by its author, Mark O'Connell. Mark, good morning to you. Thanks for talking to us. Good morning, Sean. Um, Thanks for having me on. Now, you even mentioned about the possibility of a global pandemic in the scenarios that you're looking at. Um, what's it like to be publishing a book on the apocalypse at this very time? Well, look, it's a weird time to be publishing any book. It's, it's a weird time to be doing anything, I suppose. But yeah, there's a particular kind of um, note of, I suppose, dramatic irony surrounding the fact of publishing this particular book at this particular time. I mean, obviously, I didn't see any of this coming. I spent two, two and a half years writing it and sort of thinking through the various scenarios for how civilizational collapse might happen and how people were preparing for them and so on. But yeah, uh, the idea the, of this coming... The yeah. book, is, it's, about, it's about a series of journeys you took uh, to observe the, the apocalypse in person, uh, at least as, as feared and as prepared for. Where did you go? Um, well, I went to sort of uh, various places where it seemed to me that the idea of the apocalypse or the kind of apocalyptic energies of our time, as I put it in the book, could be most kind of uh, channeled, I guess. So I went to, um, I I got very interested in uh, doomsday preppers, which is a whole kind of um, subculture of people who are uh, sort of obsessively preparing for the end of the world. Um, You know, uh, digging bunkers, um, preparing sort of, you know, uh, stockpiling tinned foods, um, oftentimes um, stockpiling arms and so on. So I got really into that. and uh, also sort of started to look at um, luxury bunkers, which is the whole kind of uh, sector of this, I suppose, real estate economy where people are, um, you know, building and preparing luxury sort of survival bunkers for um, well-off, you know, generally Americans, I think, but, you know, also it's, a, it's an international thing. Yeah. And so, there's a particular kit bag as well, or kind of a haversack or rucksack that people need to have at the ready if they're to make an right. early uh, escape to the wild. You're right. This is known as the bug out bag. So um, this the is bug out bag. The bug out bag. Bugging out is when you um, you see the the writing on the wall and uh, you decide to leave your uh, home, your city, wherever you are, head out into the wilderness and sort of fend for yourself. It's in a, in a lot of ways, it's a kind of a fantasy of self sufficiency and sort of rugged individualism. Um, so I was very interested in, in those aspects of the kind of prepper um, movement, I suppose. What's in the bag? Um, well, I mean, so, you know, there's various YouTube videos you can watch where people kind of lovingly, uh, go through all their kind of various items that are in the bags. Um, you'll generally have, uh, some kind of knife, a pen knife, water filtration kits, 
um, chlorine tablets, gas masks, um, you know, sort of enough food to get you through for a few days, all those kinds of things. Um, one of the things I found when I was writing the book is that, you know, there are these, you know, uh, people who are sort of self-identify as preppers and so on. But when I started to write the book, I would be talking to people about what I was doing and I would often encounter people who said, oh yeah, I have one of those. I have a plug-out bag under the bag, under the bed. You know, they wouldn't necessarily be um, people you would imagine would be sort of doomsday preppers or whatever, but you know, it's out there. There's anxieties <laughs> that people express in these ways. Yeah, speaking of anxiety, you, you started off writing this book in a state of what you call cosmic despair. Now, I mean, do you, or do, do you have a kind of a, an apocalypse anxiety? Well, I mean, this is where the book came out of for me. Um, you know, it's it's not that I necessarily think the end of the world is coming or anything like that. It's just sort of three years ago now I started writing the book. And it was a time of, for me, this was sort of summer 2016. Um, and for a lot of people, there was a sense of the, the fabric was starting to fray, you know, politically. And uh, things were starting to look very fragile in a way that they hadn't before. And, you know, climate change obviously has been a huge kind of looming catastrophe for a long time. And all these anxieties were kind of creeping into my world in a way that I hadn't really experienced them before. And that sort of coincided with uh, a time when I um, had become a parent. And, I, you know, my son was about three at that point. And just the sense of the future being quite dark and uncertain, that sort of led me to um, to getting kind of obsessed with these doomsday preppers and so on. Not that I ever shared their vision of the future, but I could see where they were coming from in terms of these anxieties. Well, so that kind of allowed me to to explore my own sort of anxieties. You managed to see a fair bit of the world in the process. Uh, yeah. You got to New Zealand, you got to North Dakota, you got to Chernobyl. Um, tell me about uh, that trip to, to, to North Dakota. And uh, I think there's a bunker complex which has the world's only private DNA vault. That's right, yeah. So one of these sort of luxury apocalypse of real estate sort of entrepreneurs that I uh, linked up with was a guy called Robert Ficino, who at the time when I started to be in contact with him was building this. Um, he had bought a, a gigantic um, former military munitions facility in South Dakota, actually, uh, which is a, um, at that point it was a, a dairy farm, basically. But it had been built during the Second World War with these, I think, 550 sort of overground bunkers. So these like vast um, concrete and reinforced steel kind of structures um, in this very remote sort of uh, deserted area of, of South Dakota. And his plan was to turn that into what he called the world's largest survival community. So you would pay him, I think the fee was 35 grand uh, to buy one of these bunkers, almost like timeshare or something like that. Um, and you would sort of convert it to your own specifications. And the idea was that it would become uh I mean, he's quite sort of dramatic about how he puts these things, obviously, but the, the place from which civilization would be rebuilt after an apocalyptic event. So something like a nuclear war or even a global pandemic. Yeah, um, and you acknowledge as well, and I suppose this is an interesting admission, uh, that you're not that different yourself from the preppers that you kind of disdain. Well, <clears throat> I wouldn't say I disdain them. I, just, I mean, their politics I absolutely disagree with. So a lot of these preppers tend to be sort of hard right uh, libertarian, a lot of them. And a lot of them um, would see civilization as being extremely fragile. And so, you know, they might be concerned about um, a particular cause, whether it's, you know, uh, an asteroid hitting the planet or, you know, a global pandemic like we're seeing now. But the, the sort of scenario that preppers envision is a total breakdown of the rule, rule of law. 
as a as a result of this and people kind of reverting to savagery so their response to this is just protect yourself protect your own property protect your family sort of bunker down uh, and i find that to be um a pretty extreme and uh, sort of uh, un- it's it's a it's a it's a response that I don't identify with at all. So yeah, but I, I, in terms of their kind of anxieties about the fragility of of um, our systems and so on, I can identify with it. I wouldn't say that I'm not so different from them, um, but I see where their anxieties are coming from. I just don't agree with where they're where they're taking it. I suppose. And um, but you know, so the the place in South Dakota, obviously the 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 compound itself would be um, the idea is that it would be protected by a sort of a private army, a sort of a private military, um, protecting the kind of people who've paid to get into this place. So that, that to me, kind of reflects uh, a very extreme kind of manifestation. Now, of the kinds of at the end of it all, um, Mark, were your anxieties as such as they were, were they increased, heightened, or, or were they um, were they assuaged? Um, it was a, it, like it was a difficult book to write because I was putting myself headfirst into all these kinds of different scenarios and people who were thinking through the possibilities for how things might go haywire. Um, but somehow by the end of it, and this has as much to do with, you know, personal reasons and just getting older and the process of writing the book, but I did find myself less less inclined towards uh, sort of extreme pessimism. Than I was at the beginning, uh, so the book kind of tracks that sort of emotional trajectory. Well, good for, for you. It's a very readable book. It's called Notes from an Apocalypse. It's uh, by uh, Mark O'Connell. Notes from an Apocalypse: A Personal Journey to the End of the World and Back. Good to know you got back, Mark, and it's published by Granta.